You is a snack. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 163 of Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Baron of Barley Hops and Water, the one and only Kirby Hossam. And Kirby... How the hell are you doing today? I am doing well. As you know, the weather always affects my mood as more than it should, quite honestly. But the reality of it is we've had a couple uh, really beautiful sunny days in a row. And and honestly, like even like the mornings have been not so brutal. So they're just, just refreshing. And so today's been one of those days. So I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, glad that the weather is cooperating with uh, you and your moods. Um, I think we all kind of feel a little better when you're in a good mood. And I think most of us are wondering if you're ever in a bad mood or have a bad day. <laughs> I don't think anybody around here is questioning that. <laughs> but you know who never has a bad day, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Oh, that'd be the Good Strongs over at Common Skew, our friends there. You yes. know, they are all about connected workflow and removing friction from the distributor supplier workflow, making everyone's lives easier, less mistakes, and allowing more orders to be processed. And when you're supported by CommonSkew, and you know this better than most because you've been a CommonSkew customer almost from day one, when you're supported by CommonSkew, that industry software, it powers over 4,500 distributors and suppliers and enables enables you to work closer with your suppliers, smarter, faster, with fewer mistakes. You, you get that, don't you? Totally get that. And, you know, it w- really, it connects you with um, suppliers in a way that really most things don't in a collaborative effort, which is, you know what I mean? I think so many mm-hmm. times we've talked about this. We throw around the word partnership, but it's just a word. Right. And when it comes to common skew, they actually make it so that that's a functional piece of the software and it builds it into the culture. So it's wonderful. Absolutely. And I love that connected workflow and their latest feature release. It takes another as if it weren't enough already, it takes another <laughs> huge stride forward to that frictionless workflow. Electronic purchase orders for suppliers, those EPOs as they call them, that stands for electronic purchase orders for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> this could prevent your supplier partners from having to rekey your common SKU orders and it results in far, far quicker turnaround time and f- a lot fewer order entry errors. So that, that is a great feature. And so if you want to learn more about the conflict, confl- yeah, can't even talk today. If you want to learn more about that connected workflow and how it's changing the way distributors and suppliers work together and collaboratively, go ahead and check out commonskew.com slash connected workflow. You're not going to be sorry you did and you get to experience those frictionless transactions Kirby loves so much. I do. I do. And yeah, absolutely. Good folks there at Commonskew. Absolutely. As we begin our podcast, I always like to remember or remember, remind everybody that we are available on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just go ahead and search Promo Corner in the search engine and hit that handy subscribe button. Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a platinum level today? I will do my best to keep up with you, my friend. You know, I haven't expressed gratitude recently for having the courage to do this podcast with <laughs> me, so I want to make sure I mention that. Kirby, do you want to start us off or would you like me to? It doesn't matter to me. Um, no, I'll, th- I'll throw one out here. Okay. Again, I've got several, and they may be quick, or we may dig into them. So, um, okay. so one of the things I saw recently, and I'm trying to find some trending topics, is I swear, uh, suddenly straws are like a trending thing and a controversial topic, and I think that's funny. Um, but Starbucks actually came out. They're replacing their plastic straws with drinkable lids. Have you seen this? I have not. 
Okay, so it, it essentially looks, if you see the images, it looks a little bit like adult sippy cups. Actually, uh, to give credit, Roger Burnett posted this article uh, yesterday or the day before on LinkedIn, and I, I actually thought it was interesting and wanted to get your take. Do you think Starbucks replacing straws matters? Is this just a tired topic? What say Bill? Well, let's be honest. Straws are clearly instruments of death, especially the plastic <laughs> ones. Um, so, I think any I think any energy that's focused on um, eliminating plastic straws from society in general is such a noble cause. Um, I, in fact, I can't think of a more noble cause right now in our world, given all the problems we have. I really think that the proliferation of plastic straws absolutely is at the top of the list, Kirby. So I applaud anybody for wanting to replace those with a larger plastic dome on top of a freaking coffee cup. Are you kidding me? Okay, now you've gotten my hackles up, and I don't even know where my hackles are. Here's the thing. Nobody wants the wee sea turtles to die because of plastic straws. Okay, let's be honest. I don't. But we, as a society, are really great at taking the most minute thing and making it the most important imperative thing in the world. And you know what's going to change? Nothing. So I think, I, I don't know. I would assume a plastic lid takes up more plastic than a straw. Uh, I assume the lids are made out of plastic. Are they, Kirby? Do you I, know? I, would I would assume so, based on the picture okay. I saw. Here's the thing. I, and all joking aside, any attempt to further... Uh, any sort of recycling, uh, I'm I'm in favor of. It just seems like this whole plastic straw thing is just tired. Um, aren't there bigger problems we have, or, or is this really it? I, it, I will say that if this is our biggest problem, we have made way greater strides than we're giving our yeah, culture we're credit for. <laughs> yeah, if this is the worst problem we have, we are living in the greatest society ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, this could go 500 different directions. I don't like paper straws um, yeah, because they get all soggy, and I don't like soggy straws, Kirby. Um, <laughs> I don't know. i got to believe there's bigger problems in terms of recycling and waste and waste management than plastic straws. Um, I don't pretend to know what they are, but it seems to me that this is just – you talk about picking a knit – yeah. Um, that that is what I feel like we're doing, and I would be hard pressed, assuming that the uh, sippy cups for the coffee lids are the uh, are made out of plastic. I would be hard pressed to believe that that's less plastic waste than a straw. No, that's fair. I, this is one of those moments where I saw it and had a feeling I might draw you off sides with this topic, and kudos to me. Uh, so yeah, um, but I, I'm with you, and, and you know this about me. I don't I don't enjoy using straws of any kind, mm -hmm. um, so I don't. Uh, but the the overall design of the lid looked uh, satisfying to me, and so I, I like the like the concept. And so we shall see where that goes from there. So thanks for uh, letting yeah. me draw you off sides. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, Kirby. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago you attend we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet okay. you attended the sky sprout summit i believe oh, that's right mm -hmm. so we we do talk about continuing education we talk about the, how important it is to to do those things tell us about the sky sprout summit what you learned and if i remember correctly you also met uh for the second time if i remember correctly the one and only gary vaynerchuk so yes. why don't you give our listeners some sort of review or some sort of insight to the Sky Sprout Summit. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of those things where Facebook advertising is wonderful, I was literally scrolling through my feed one day and saw an ad saying that Gary was going to be speaking at a conference. I see that a lot, as you might expect. And uh, But then I, as I looked at it just a little bit closer, I saw it was in Columbus. So it was literally right in my backyard. And so I walked right into our uh, living room and told Amy about it and said, look, I'd like to go to this. She said, go. I registered right away. Gary was the draw for me. Um, and as I dug into it, they um, they also had the Gary V team. So for those who don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, obviously he's kind of a, a content marketing guru, but he actually hires a team of people that um, follow him around with video. They edit some of this stuff together. There's a, his, his personal assistant was there. Um, D-Rock, which is sort of his videographer. There was another content creator there. And that was actually one of my favorite parts of the, of the entire conference. Um, was was just that, uh, getting to hear from their perspective. Um, not surprisingly, super, super smart folks. Um, what I like about a couple things, number one is it's, I like to do as many industry events and education as possible. I also like to do some outside of our industry. And that's what this one was. It was, it was digital marketing and getting that perspective from different folks, um, different speakers, um, different, just different philosophies. So that was super powerful. And then the other piece is, and this was probably one of my takeaways is when I go to those outside industry, um, events, I forget how comfortable I am in our industry and how many people I know. Um, there's always like the folks that I'm, you know, I can go, Oh, Hey, I know so-and-so, so I can go over and talk to them. When you go to an industry, an outside the industry event, you know, you don't know anybody. And so it's like, you're almost like that, um, first grade again moment where you're like, okay, I've got to get back mm -hmm. into this deal where I need to go up and start introducing myself. And when there's a, a shit ton of people, I still struggle with that. I'm an extroverted person, but like, I have to re, uh, kind of remind myself what I need to do. And that was one of my takeaways. I'm like, oh, part of the value of these events is the people sitting next to us. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, it was a super good event. Glad I went and love that it was in Columbus so that I could kind of just like, I mean, you in the Nashville area, you have things like that that go on. Generally speaking, I don't have those things super close to me. So it was, it was, it was a great event. Well, that's awesome. And Gary V, did he remember you to go, oh my gosh, Kirby, my pal. Great to see you again, buddy. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I noticed is that Gary is, has, evolved into full-blown rock star at this point like when yeah. I first met him we actually got a chance to really talk and I got to ask him some questions there was literally like a factory where they had professional photographers they were just siphoning people through where it was like quick picture blah 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 quick picture and it um I don't know that he remembered me no but I, I don't know that there was time for me to ask right <laughs> so yeah I'm sure you it, ushered it was in and a, out very quickly yeah it was but it was super cool and he is you can tell he, there's no way you can fake the idea that he enjoys being around people as, as much as he's around people. You know what I mean? Like he right. is genuine about that. And so every time you get perspective from him, I think it's a great reminder. Actually, the one thing I would say is, you know, his whole thing is to provide value, right? He, he is giving away right. all that content for free. And what struck me is everybody who asked a question, Bill, they like every single person who asked a question started with, Hey, I want to thank you. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank mm -hmm. you for your education. And it was, it, it, the thing about Gary is he's given you the playbook, people. 
Yeah. Like he's showing you how it, how doing content right is done. Yeah, no, he he does such a great job. He does such a great job. So that's cool. Good deal. So good learnings from the Sky Sprout Summit. Kirby. Yep. You're familiar with QCA, the Quality Certification Alliance, I believe. I am, Mr. So, Tim know, Brown. Mr. Tim Brown, and, and uh, before him, Mr. Jeff Jacobs. Yep. Very uh, focused on um, making sure that uh, there's a commitment to brand safety and responsible sourcing. I don't know if you saw this, but they launched a. They've been focused mainly on suppliers, right? Getting them certified. And so on and so forth. Well, they've launched a certification program for distributors and decorators, and I don't know if you saw this. And so I did, what that but okay, go ahead. good. So just for people who didn't see that, that allows them to further their commitment to the brand safety and responsible sourcing beyond the existing advisory council. So there's an advisory council where distributors are involved, but this allows so we, we see suppliers that are QCA certified, right. which gives distributors a certain sense of of uh, comfort knowing that uh, Products are, are safe, they're sort of responsibly sourced, so on and so forth, so forth. Now there's an opportunity for distributors to have that same uh, designation. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, or a similar designation. I wanted to get your take on that as a distributor. Is that something you feel is important as I think uh, product safety and, and responsible sourcing becomes far more prevalent in our society? Yeah, I, I, I so commend the folks at QCA. I, I did get the opportunity to talk to Tim a little bit about this. And so it was cool to kind of dig into sort of not only the, the nuts and bolts of the program, but the why. And one of the things that he said that struck me was, you know, it's cool as a, as a distributor to say, hey, I'm working with uh, suppliers that are QCA compliant, but the end user is interested in working with, the you know, their vendor. You know what I mean? Like they mm -hmm. don't view... The supplier is their vendor. They view me as the vendor. They view the other distributor as the vendor. Right. And they would like to be able to say, oh, my the, the vendor I am working with is uh, committed to safe safety and, and product safety and, and responsibility and that sort of thing. And so I think that to me is where the value comes in as a differentiator where you go, oh, no, it's not that I'm working with these other folks who've made the investment. I've made the investment. I've, I've spent the time to, you know, get the education and the third party authenticity for lack of a better term that says, no, no, it's not my opinion that I'm doing it responsibly. It's, it's been certified. So yeah, I think there's value to it. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that evolves from a, you know, from a cost structure perspective, what, you know, what that value proposition is. So yeah, mm -hmm. super interesting. And I commend them for you know, kind of continuing to push that forward. I, I do too. It's something, you know, we don't probably cover enough is the importance of, of overall product safety and responsible surfing. So really kudos to Tim Brown, his team over at QCA for making it uh, what, what I feel is almost a, a lot more of a collaborative effort. It's not just on the suppliers uh, right. to, to be product safety um, certified and really be aware of what it means to have safe products and responsible sourcing, I think by making sure that there's an equal designation for distributors, it does put the onus on them because they're the ones on the front lines. They're the ones, right. you're the ones speaking to the end user clients and really pushing that message forward. So big fan, big, big fan of that. Yeah, I love it. Love awesome. It. All right, Kirby. I got a quick one here. Um, so one of the things I think you would agree um, and again, another article I read, it talked about the idea that really the, the, and this is not a brand new concept, but I think it's becoming more and more important is happy employees mm -hmm. 
and keeping talent mm-hmm. is one of the keys to a successful company, any company, right? Like if, if you have good employees, keeping them um, in the company, <laughs> keeping the talent in the company is vitally important. Mm-hmm. So I have given some thought to this, but I want to get your take about once you get the right people in place, and obviously you've got a great team um, at uh, Promo Corner, do you have something in particular you do to keep employees happy and purposeful? And um, is there a like some sort of plan that you have? Is it something that you just go, hey, every once in a while I try to keep it top of mind? What's your kind of philosophy of how do you keep employees happy? All right, so that's a good question, and I'm going to go ahead and answer it, even though you're blindsiding me, but that's part of the yep. podcast. Yep, yep. Okay. I don't believe in the, hey, Friday pizza party and treat you like shit all week. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't. I, I see a lot of companies, they feel like that's that's their culture. Not you know, Hey, we, we're awesome because we provide pizza every once in a while to our employees, and we're mm-hmm. you know, horrible to them the rest of the time. I believe in a couple things. Number one is constant communication and uh, candor. Um, So making sure that we we speak clearly and honestly with each other. Um, Sometimes feelings get hurt, and that's okay. But as long as we do it from a place of of care, a place of trying to make the organization better, and a lot of times making each other better, I think that's okay. You know, you don't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Sure. But I think it's that communication. It always has to be, be come from a place of care. Right. That's that's number one. And I think one A right underneath that is man, treat people like adults. Um, right. I've been very clear that I'm not a huge person of you know you need to work from X in the morning till X at night, um, and I need your ass in front of your computer screen doing whatever it is you do. People work differently. I happen to work better in the mornings, so mm-hmm. I get here. Uh, early and I do stay late a lot, but I mean I, I, I'm an early riser. I, I'm here in the office by 6:20 or 6:30 every day. Yeah. That's when I get a lot of my best work done. Other people may work better at night. So who am I to say no, no, no? You need to conform to what I think is the most productive time of the day. So I think you treat people like adults. You let them work when they want to work, and you let them play when they want to play to a certain extent, and you really measure results. So mm-hmm. I, I have a very – my philosophy is I don't really care when you're working, when you're not, and, and who, who am I to say when that should be. As long as the results are there and we're all growing and, and we, we're happy with results, what does it matter? Right. To me, that is what I think creates a great work environment. And, and the last one is I would say – that it's kind of a, a reverse communication. I want people to be able to come to me uh, as a leader of Promo Corner. I want people to be able to come to me when things aren't right, when things aren't the way they should be, when they feel like maybe I have, uh, I'm misguided in something because you know what, I don't know it all, and I do want sure. people to feel comfortable doing that. So it's so I guess it'd be two things, Kirby: two-way communication mm-hmm. uh, and and using and being very candid in that communication with care. Um, so a lot of C's in that. <laughs> and then work. Tr- and then treating people uh, as adults. I, I, again, you know, yes, we like to have fun. And, yes, sometimes you might say let's get, have a beer or whatever like that. But uh, I think really more than anything, it's just treating people like adults and making sure there's open, honest communication so that people know what they're supposed to be doing. They're, they're clear on what the goals of the organization are. They know where they stand. There's nothing worse than being an employee and having no idea where you stand. 
Yeah. Um, no, and I so, agree. so those are the ones at the top of mind. I'm sure if I had more time, I could come up with more. But that those are my uh, initial. Well, to thoughts. be to be candid with you, I think you did tremendous, especially because, as you said, I did blindside you. You did. Um, but that was that was great. Um, I. I I think yours are great. Here's kind of, and to be honest with you, I didn't prepare uh, any, but the ones that as you're talking, I was thinking about is really just, um, and and I struggle with some of these. I, not that I struggle, but I you know it's I'm constantly evolving. I'm not I'm not at all perfect or even great at these all the time. But number one is is just putting the employee first, trying to mm-hmm. as a leader understanding it's a, more of a servant leader. Um, kind of, I, I try to work with them on a regular basis and say, how can I help you do what you need to do on a regular basis as opposed to the other way around? Um, I think an environment where people are able to uh, learn and grow and try new things within their role and just even outside of their role is, is important. I think um, aligning everybody with a purpose, um, something that everybody can sort of get behind. I think the right organizations when you have the right people on there that can be unifying and then you know you know making fun a priority um it's funny when like I, there's a joke that always goes around the office where i come in and i say i i just sent you an email and it's really important right everybody knows that it's probably a poop joke or something completely right. inappropriate um I, I think that a huge priority for me is is making the workplace fun on purpose. Right. I, uh, the Longerberger Company, which I read uh, or I worked for for five years, Dave Longerberger had a principle that 25% of your workday should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that is something that probably of all the lessons I learned there, that was one that resonated with me because I'm like, you know what? We spend a lot of time there. Let's at least be intentional about occasionally trying to do something that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, that's yours were were awesome, and those I are sort of the ones to fill in. You know, we, we really try to inject fun into the culture as much as we can, too. You um, have a CFO. We do have a chief fun officer, Lori Moore, <laughs> and she does a great job. Um, yeah. it, it's sometimes hard. You know, I, I probably I, – I think I think I fail at that more than I succeed, quite frankly. Mm. Um, I think that's I hard. Get so, oh, I think I get so focused on – juggling 860 different tasks and recording this podcast and writing this blog and launching this program and thinking about this, thinking about that. I don't think I have nearly as much fun at work as I'd like to, um, to be very candid with you. And that's not easy for me to admit. Um, and so I, I think sadly, and it's something I am working on, I think I've turned into a bit of a taskmaster on myself more than anybody else, but a bit of a taskmaster at work. Mm. Um, and I, I need to work on that. So good, good call. Good call. Cool. Thanks, All right, man. Kirby, we are at our promo person of the week. You know what yes. that is. It's dedicated to highlight that one person in the promo industry, age, gender affiliation, Kirby doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. the one person that's right. It does not matter <laughs> who is grabbing our attention and making us take notice. And it is my week to pick the promo person of the week. Kirby, do you have a drum roll? I have uh, no. That's the worst drum roll <laughs> since I did a drum roll. <laughs> I have a laugh. The promo person of the week is a, a business partner of ours, a good friend as well, the one and only Howard Cubberly from nice. Gold Star. Are you familiar with Howard? You've I met am. Howard. Yeah, great so guy. Howard is a terrific guy, and he recently uh, was promoted to general manager of Gold Star Global. He was wow. uh, formerly the general manager of Gold Star North America for the past five years, but he's now gonna take responsibility for all of the San Diego-based uh, supplier, uh, their business, including Gold Star Europe, a huge, huge 
testament to uh, Howard's leadership, the work he does, the team he's built. R.J. Hagel, also a great friend. Um, so he and R.J. is going to be taking over marketing for all a, a Gold Star globally as well. So Howard has really, really shaken up Gold Star. Um, you know, he's been there. He's been the general manager of Gold Star North America for the last five years, and they've grown by double digits every year. Wow! And so, you know, what a great testament to his leadership to basically give him the keys to the world. Um, so <laughs> wow. I'm really, really excited about uh, what Howard's going to do over there at Gold Star. Yeah, that's a great one. And, and uh, Howard, you're right. He and what a worker, like the, the fact that Howard has been in my office, you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. been all over. Yeah. And um, I, I think that what Gold Star is looking to do is super interesting yeah. for the future of the industry. And so I, good luck. That's a, that's a great one, man. Yeah. He, and you know, and, and I don't say this often because it's just not true, but he is a very sweet and gentle man. Yeah. Uh, he's not just a gentleman. He's a gentle man. And, and he's one of those people that when you talk to, uh, when you speak to him, you're the only person in the room, you're the most important yeah. person in the room. And so, um, I think what, uh, I think this is a very well-deserved honor, uh, Howard, so we're going to send you, I'm going to get in touch with um, uh, Kenny Ved and get you some logoed pens. Probably don't have any of those. Some great gold star writing instruments with that oh-so-smooth, ever-smooth ink. And you know what? This is such a great transition, Kirby. Would you like to know why? Why is that, Bill? Because gold star is also our sponsor for Fill the Blank. (laughs) I love it. This is an all-gold star podcast, everybody. I love it. So we talk about... Uh, we talk about Howard and his leadership and R.J. Hagel and what he does from a marketing perspective. You know, Gold Star really is known in the promotional products industry as the leader of promotional writing instruments. But we talk about that word. What does that mean? What does that even really mean? Well, Gold Star wants to define that for you. Right. What does being a leader in an industry mean? And there's so many things. It's choice. It's decoration. It's their capacity. It's their speed. But more than anything, more than anything, Kirby, um, I think it's the quality. I will tell you, you know, I write with something, a pen every day, and I'll tell you 99.99% of the time it is a Gold Star pen. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because I have quite a few of them, but because they write so gosh darn well. Um, I've had Montblanc pens. I've had pens from other what I would call more expensive um, pens. And I will tell you, nothing writes better than a Gold Star pen with that ever smooth ink. So if you're wanting to learn more and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a simple promotional writing instrument, and because they can be, sign up for your free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com toolkit. You're not going to be sorry you did tons of tools on there for you as a distributor to help you get that next order for writing instruments all right kirby are you ready for some fill in the blank today i am i am awesome do you have a theme i do my theme this week is your boys oh boy and drew oh boy (laughs) all right yeah i'm ready okay here we go let's start with the positive the thing you enjoy doing most with your boys at this point is uh just talking to them they they're both incredibly bright intelligent thoughtful young men um they can also be um reactionary overly emotional and sometimes downright uh, rude 
um, but they're learning how to harness their intelligence and in learning how to uh, communicate disappointment in ways that aren't uh, hurtful. Um, so I really just enjoy talking to them. I, I find that their insights on life and, and how they perceive it are, are fascinating to me. So just taking a, a brief moment and having conversations with them, that's my favorite right now. I love it. That's cool, man. All right, Kirby, I don't know if you know this, but Friday, the day this drops, is International Beer Day. <laughs> Did you know that? It feels like about once every month there's something that has to do yeah. with the beer day. I August, love it. August 2nd is International Beer Day, so that is our theme today. Okay. Are you ready, sir? I am very ready. The best or slash most memorable beer commercial of all time is blank. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with one of the original Miller Lite commercials where they did the whole taste great, less filling uh, piece. That became, for me, a sort of a, a thing that was just, I mean, to this day, if you go into a crowd of people and yell taste great, mm-hmm. a group of people will yell less filling. And I that, that was one of those things that I think changed the discussion and really created the idea of more of the light beer, light lager. And so mm-hmm. I think the first one that popped into my head is definitely the Miller Lite tastes great, less filling. I, I thought you might say that, so thank you for not disappointing me. <laughs> okay, I do what I can. <laughs> all right, so, all right, back to the boys. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes you most anxious with your boys right now is? Are they prepared to leave the nest? Um, Mm -hmm. They are entering their junior year next week. Um, They start school. So, um, you know, we're starting to get to the point of what is the next step in their lives, whether it's college or maybe it's community college, if that's what they choose to do. Or I'm I'm a I'm not a huge you have to go to college guy. Um, We've talked about that. So, I mean, both of them uh, are well on track of of going to possible probably any college they want from a a testing perspective and grade perspective and all that. But I just want to make sure that they are, I guess my, my biggest anxiety is have um, Sandy and I given them the tools to be independent, thoughtful young men outside mm. of home. And yeah. so I, I, th- I think so, but, uh, you know, proof's in the pudding, right? Totally. That's, that's a good one. That's a totally honest one. Love yeah. It. All right, Kirby. Blank is the brewer you love that no one's really ever heard of. Um, you know, gosh, there's a bunch that pop into my head on this one. Um, I guess because it's very regional, the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. um, is, it's very Ohio based. They they are actually distributed a little bit, but they make some beers that are just top notch. The Mm -hmm. Dortmunder Gold is ridiculously good. If you get a chance, they have a Christmas ale that I, I put among the best in the world. Um, and so right in Cleveland, Ohio, and, and there are, Actually, Ohio breweries, there's a bunch of really good ones. Um, but the, the one that popped into my head when you said that was Great Lakes Brewing. All right. Cool. Um, the thing you find yourself lecturing the boys most right now on is? <laughs> <laughs> Being thoughtful. Um, okay. And that is a large challenge. Being sure. thoughtful of each other. Being thoughtful of other people. They're, they're 16. So yes, they're, they're I was kind just going to say that. <laughs> they're kind of wrapped up in themselves right now, and so everything seems to be a personal affront to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ask them to clean up their room uh, or do this, it's, it's a big problem. They share a car. Neither one can really see when the other one needs the car as opposed to want the car. <laughs> so it's to me it's just overall thoughtfulness and not being so quick to – to um, react to things. So being thoughtful, being mindful. 
and can I just say that that is 100% every, every parent who either has a 16 year old boy or girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) or has ever had one is going, Oh yeah, that it'll get better. (laughs) It'll get better. Good, good possibility. (laughs) Kirby. Yes. uh, Your favorite type of glassware Mm. in which to consume a frosty malted beer is blank. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna whiff on this. There's a style of glass that I really like, and it's not your standard pint glass. It's mm-hmm. the one where there is a little curvature at the top. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and there's a name for it. And does I'm, it curve out? It there actually the one that I like. It cur- curves out mm-hmm. at the top, like almost like a little bowl. Then it curves back in and then back out. Um, and so oh I lo- okay, I think that's a British pint glass. I yeah, think. and and I love that because I th- okay. it gives me. A, I just like the presentation of it, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest, but I, I believe it helps with aroma because it opens up so that you can, as you're, like I'm a person who takes a big sniff of a beer before I sit, I taste it, and I think it allows for that and really opens up the uh, the flavor for that. So that's, and at some point, maybe in the comments of the podcast, I will give you an exact picture of it because, because there's a specific style I love. So, cool? All right, yep. All right, Kirby. Okay. We've gone through things that make you anxious, things that you're enjoying, things that you're lecturing. So the phase in life you look forward to the most with your boys is? When they can slow down and realize that life is not this mad dash sprint for fun. Um, Right now they are very focused on, you know, to vote, quote, uh, Viv Savage from Spinal Tap. They want to have a good time all the time. So I'm looking forward to the time when they can slow down and appreciate the good moments. So if I'm really being specific, I look forward to the time when I can sit on the back porch and share a beer with them and just really talk about, you know, Life, you know, we get, I get those moments occasionally right now. Well, not the beer part, but right, right, right. I get those moments occasionally, but not enough. And you know, they're in that phase where you know they're you know high school sucks. We all know that, mm-hmm. and they're struggling with certain interpersonal things that they. It's just hard to share with your parents. And so I'm yeah. looking forward to the point where they can share those things and we can kind of um, help each other out because I think I have a lot to as much to learn from them as they can learn from me. Cool, man. That's good. All right, the last one, Kirby. Blank is the best snack treat, salty snack treat. You is a snack. The best snack treat to go with a beer is what? So I do love me some Pringles, yeah. um, and I know that you love some Pringles. Oh, so I, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm going to throw that one out at you. But I, I think probably Doritos for me. I, I, I love I love Doritos. Actually, the joke is when I've probably had uh, one or two too many beers, my wife will say, oh, are we looking for cheesy poofs? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because that's um, I'm apparently filling my gullet with things that are terrible for me. But I think Doritos. That's probably my probably my answer. All right, cool. Cool. All right, Kirby, we're at rapid fire right now, and this <laughs> okay. is a very, very easy game to play. I, I, I think you know the rules, but in case we have a new listener. So what I'm going to do, Kirby, is I'm going to give you two choices, two choices only. I just want you to say the first thing that pops into your head. There are no right or wrong answers here. This is just for fun. This is just a good way to close out a really fun platinum-level broadcast. So, again, no right or wrong answers. Just go with your gut. Let's have a little fun. Are you ready, Kirby? I am going to give it my best. I know you will. There's no best to give because there's nothing to win, nothing to lose. Right. All right, Kirby. So the uh, the theme this week is types of beer. Okay. Types of beer. This is right up your alley. You have a brewery. You enjoy a beer. This this is just a, what a lovely way to close out a broadcast. Are you ready? Okay. I am excited. All right. Ale or lager? Lager. Rye beer or cider? Cider. Fruit beer or honey beer? 
Honey beer. Stout or Pilsner? Pilsner. Wheat beer or Porter, not Brian? Uh, wheat beer. Bach or Dunkel? Bach. A Saison or a Lambic? Lambic. A Kolsch or a Scotch Ale? Kolsch. Uh, double or triple? Double. A Helles Bach or a Gose? Helles. Uh, barley wine or Marzen? Uh, Marzen. Cream Ale or Doppelbach? Doppelbach. IPA or APA? IPA for sure. A cold PBR or a warm Highly IPA? Oh, see, you always give me a tough one at the end. I'm going to go cold PBR. Yeah, unfortunately, the right answer, Kirby, <laughs> was the warm uh, Highly IPA. Which is really good. It's really, good. Re- it's really, it's good. really all good. All you have to do to get that cold is you, you wet a paper towel, you wrap that around the can, you put it in your freezer for about 10 minutes, and it will be icy cold. You can wait 10 minutes for a better beer than PBR, Kirby. I can't tell you how disappointing I am right, disappointed <laughs> I am right now. I will drink the cold PBR while the highlight gets cold. Yeah, that's still the wrong answer, <laughs> although that would have been more acceptable. But you know what's always acceptable? What's that, Bill? Oh, that would be our good friends over at Comiskew and their connected workflow. You know, it's that electronic purchase order thing that they just rolled out. It's a huge stride forward in that frictionless workflow. Those electronic purchase orders are going to prevent supplier partners from having to rekey your common SKU orders, and it's going to result for you quicker turnaround times and fewer order errors. So if you want to learn more about that connected workflow and how it's changing the way distributors and suppliers collaboratively work together, go ahead and check out commonskew.com slash connected workflow. Kirby, as always, a pleasure broadcasting at a platinum level with you today. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.